The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Hello and welcome to John's Media Show, where we talk about media and other stuff. Now before I get started on my Evil Dead 2013 film trivia, I'd like to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how I critique any sort of media. So how critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it'll get a high rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it'll get a lower rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons will be about equal. I try and keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory in which case I'll give you an estimated time of how long we'll be talking about those spoilers so people who don't want the experience spoiled don't get the experience spoiled. I have two unique rating systems. The first is unique to whatever medium I'm critiquing. So for films I use popcorns because it's what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games I use video game controllers because I mean what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions because I mean what you watch TV shows on. And the second rating system is because I'm a film collector, more specifically on Blu-ray or digital iTunes HD, I use this as a helpful guide for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today. So at the bottom we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever, not even it's so bad it's good, like Batman and Robin, that you can laugh at how ridiculous over the top everything is. Rented slash streaming is where, for example, if the film's come out recently in cinemas, and I think it's good, but not good enough for you to warrant your time, money, or potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is, and you could wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming services such as Disney Plus or Netflix, then I say rent it or stream it. See It Once is also using the same example where if the film's come recently in cinemas, but I think it's good enough for you to go see it once and then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has great entertainment value and you'll never get tired of watching or playing the video game. So now we're heading into Evil Dead 2013 film, film trivia. So 95% of the remake was shot in chronological order. If I'm not mistaken, um, the reason why films don't shoot in chronological order in terms of how it plays out in the movie itself is because then they would have to keep bouncing from location to location 
Um, whereas if they sh- um, whereas if they shoot it, if most um, if they say go to I don't know uh, Auckland because most of the things they need to do is in Auckland, then they would do all that there, and then they would go to I don't know uh, Palmerston North um, to do all the scenes there. But maybe the Auckland one's actually the ending scene or whatever. Because otherwise then you can imagine with that much film equipment, if they went from Auckland, if they started, if the film started um, in Wellington and then they went, the next scene happened to be in Auckland, they'd have to pack everything up and um, go to Auckland to film the next thing and then so on. That's from a book I read in the library a long time ago. Um... So take that with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure that's how um, films are filmed, that they're not sh- um, shot in chronological order usually. This was done because a lot of the film takes place in a cr- controlled environment and the level of blood and violence gets worse and worse as the film pr- progresses. By shooting in order, the filmmakers can throw blood on the walls and not worry it will mess up another shot were in need to be clean. When the broken necklace is found out just um, outside of the cabin, it can be seen resting in the shape of a skull, just like in the original The Evil Dead. When producer Rob Tabot suggested the possibility of an Evil Dead remake to Sam Raimi, who is the director of the Evil Dead trilogy, and Bruce Campbell, who's um, played who played um, Ash Williams in the Evil Dead trilogy as well. Remy responded the most favorably, whereas Campbell was the least enthusiastic of the three. Remy thought that The Evil Dead was exactly the sort of film that could be successfully updated and reimagined by a new generation of filmmakers, while Campbell was not happy to pass on his iconic role of Ash. He relented when he heard that the film would feature a new set of characters and the role of Ash would not be recast. According to reports in the press, the film used 70,000 gallons of fake blood. In an interview, Fidi Alvarez said they used 50,000 gallons for the final scene alone. This is compared to the 200 to 300 gallons used in the original. Although he has a background in CGI, director Fede Alvarez chose to go with practical effects for the film's visuals, mainly out of tribute to what Sam Raimi achieved on a very limited budget back in 1980. Before they moved on to make Ash vs. Evil Dead, Sam Raimi, Rob um, Tabert, and Bruce Campbell confirmed that this film is set in the same continuity as the original trilogy, and their plan was to make Army of Darkness 2, a sequel to this film starring Mia and one final film with Ash and Mia teaming up to fight Deadites. Since Universal Studios passed on Army of Darkness 2, with Ash's adventures now being told in Ash vs. Evil Dead, and the sequel to this film appearing to have been shelved, it is doubtful that this team will ever happen. If we take the first leaders out of the main characters david eric mia olivia natalie the letters spell are demon 
This film was originally rated NC-17 until it was toned down to an R rating. According to the director, he and Sam Raimi were always willing to keep the NC-17 rating since the original film has it. However, the studio required that it have an R rating in order to have a wide release. The illustration of the abomination in the Naturom de Monto is based on the um, poster artwork for the original film, The Evil Dead. In one scene, there are cards spread out on the table. The cards are laid out in the, in the order that Cheryl reads them in the original The Evil Dead. In the opening sequence, the petrol that Harold pulls over the girl was actually um, apple juice. When Olivia chastises Eric for his attitude towards David's past absence in Mia's life, stating he's here now, Eric responds with a deadpan, yeah, truly amazing. This is one of Ash's lines from the first, The Evil Dead. The you are all going to die tonight scene has an overlay during Mia's screaming of the one by one we will take you demonic voice from the original film, which is one of the director's many nods to the original. The famous we're gonna get you scene shown in the original cut and this film's trailer didn't make it make it into the theatrical cut. Lou Taylor Pucci wanted to wear old style glasses and long hair as a tribute to the early 1980s when the original film was made. In addition to the many other nods to the original film, this remake also has several audio clips taken directly from the original film. One of the more noticeable instances of this is when Mia is first possessed, right after the door is thrown open by the force outside of the cabin. The lines, you will die like the others before you, one by one we will take you, can be heard in the background as Mia screams. This is taken directly from the original film when Ellen Sandwich's character Cheryl was possessed. In addition, when the main characters first arrived at the cabin, a low demonic voice saying, join us, can be heard in the background. This is another audio clip taken from the original film. The film primarily used practical special effects, much like the original film. However, CGI was used to add fire and remove wires and the equipment used for the effects. Many fans of the series feared that since this was a remake, it would resort to CGI rather than practical effects, and this caused some people to avoid the film. Since that is not the case, many fans are thankful for the choice the filmmakers had made. Diablo Cody polished and Americanized the screenplay remaining uncredited. Fede Alvarez and Rodo S are not native English speakers, so the English dialogue needed some touching up in their screenplay. This is the third Evil Dead film to use the iconic um, chainsaw and double barrel shotgun, aka the the boomstick. Fede Alvarez pitched the film as as the audience watching something they are not supposed to watch.
director F.A.D. Alvarez posted an original ending on a social media that's part of the film's ninth anniversary, which revealed Mia being attacked in a POV that was a deliberate callback to the end of The Evil Dead, and shows more from the first draft that has Mia being killed with gallons of her blood and guts. Sam Raimi wisely pointed out and told Alvarez, after everything she's been through, she deserves to live, and rewrote to the actual ending, and did state that Jane Levy let out one of her best screams in the movie on this take. Jane Levy being um, the actress that plays um, Mia. At the end of the film, towards the end of the credits, you can hear a man talking about his experience of having opened and read to the spell in the Book of the Dead. This exact track is from the cassette recording in the original film, The Evil Dead, when the book is first found along with the cassette player. When Eric is first reading through the Book of the Dead, there's a picture of a severed hand with its middle finger extended. This is a clear reference to Evil Dead 2, where Ash is forced to cut his own hand off when it becomes possessed by the Evil Dead. The hand then taunts Ash with this gesture as he attempts to shoot it. Jane Levy admitted that her role was a physically demanding one, also due to the many hours that she had to spend in the makeup chair. However, her least favourite scene to do was the one where she has to vomit all over Olivia's face because she felt sorry for Jessica Lewis. Um, Jessica Lucas. Director Fede Alvarez stated that his favourite scene in the movie is the one where David has to bury his sister Mia to free her from the demonic possession. In order to help um, Fernandez with his performance, Levy was really buried alive in the grave below him with plenty of safeguards, of course, to prevent her from suffocating. This was done so that um, Fernandez would show genuine apprehension and try to get Levy out of the sand as fast as possible. The film answers one of the most long-debated questions of the original trilogy as to whether Evil Dead 2 is a remake or a sequel. When Eric attempts to destroy the book, he realizes that the book doesn't burn. If this film follows the same continuity logic as the original, it would mean that when Ash burnt the original Necronomicon, he did not destroy it, he merely thought he did. There are two situations in this film similar to Ash removing his hand in the original. First, when Natalie cuts off her arm to prevent her possession, and when Mia rips hers off to top it off, top it off, she shoves her arm in the hand of the chainsaw to kill the demon. This is the first Evil Dead movie to not be directed by Sam Raimi, feature Bruce Campbell, at least not in the main movie, um, he appears in a post credit scene, and have music composed by Joseph Leduca. A plot hole is present in the theatrical cut. When the Abomination rises from hell to kill Mia after David blows up the cabin, killing him in the dead-eyed version of Eric, the Necronomicon states that the Abomination needs to claim five souls before it can rise. In the theatrical cut, only four characters were possessed at the time of their deaths. Eric, Olivia, Natalie, and Mia, leaving one wondering who the fifth soul was, as David seemingly died as himself, Harold's daughter, 
could not have been the first out of five souls as she had long since died before the events of the film this plot hole was fixed in the director's cut which restores a scene showing david as he's burning alive with the deadite eric in the cabin getting possessed by a deadite before his death meaning that he was ultimately the fifth soul claimed for the abomination to rise i'm john scott this is john's media show on fish fm and we're heading into music break and i'll see you after the break And that was Kill the Cop, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, from the film score of Halloween Ends. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was It Needs to Die, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, from the film score of Halloween Kills. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
and that was Halloween Triumphant, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies from the film score of Halloween 2018. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
and that was Halloween 2 theme, composed by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth, from the film score of Halloween 2. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into music break, and I'll see you after the break.
And that was Lazarus, composed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Farewell, composed by Danny Elfman from the film score of Spider-Man. Welcome back to John's Media Show, where I talk about media and other stuff. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today, because otherwise we'd just be in a room, photo computers, a control panel, 
speaking into a microphone all by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net where you can go to our Facebook page and leave me a post via the visitors post with your recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I pick a recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. I hope you've all had a wonderful day at school and or work, and I'll hopefully see you all next time. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and I'll hopefully see you all next week. Bye-bye. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.